Today's episode is brought to you by SheWins Membership, our private members club that helps you cut through the online marketing noise so that you can build a brand that stands out and have a profitable and thriving business. Within this membership, we provide you with the tools, systems, and strategies that will help you build the business of your dreams. So if you want to join the SheWins Membership, then head over to SheWinsMastermind.com slash membership and that's she wins mastermind.com slash membership welcome to the she wins podcast the business entrepreneurship and lifestyle podcast for you to get the tools the tips and the knowledge to start and grow a profitable and thriving business every week we welcome amazing women from all over the world and they share with you their stories and their journey but also amazing tips for you to grow your business. My name is Fatia and I'm your host. So let's get into today's episode. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to today's episode of the She Wing podcast. I'm really excited today because we have a special guest. Yes. So You guys, get yourself ready, get yourself a cup of tea, your notebook, everything that you need to get because today you're in for a treat. We have Martine Cadet on the podcast today and she's a social media and content strategist. You guys know that you absolutely need social media for your business. So today you're going to learn the tips and tricks of how Martine helps female business coaches and lifestyle coaches to scale their business, transform their business through social media. Thank you so much for being here, Martine. Welcome to the show. I'm super excited to be here, Fatia. Thank you for the invitation. I'm excited to speak to your community about social media just because I know we all cringe when we hear about posting on social media. And hopefully by the end of this conversation, we will pull some great nuggets so that we feel differently about it and love it. Definitely. I love social media. Obviously, I'm all about Instagram, but you also have Facebook. That's how we connect. So I would love to know more about your Facebook group and about how all this started. But before we get into all this, Martin has a lot to tell us. But before we get about uh, into all this, tell us a little bit more about your background and how you started in entrepreneurship. Oh, I love that question. Thank you so much, Fatia. And so right now, I am a social media and content coach for female coaches, but that is not how I started. No, no, no. I started my journey online back in 2015 with just wanting to have the desire to look into what it is that me, Martine, wants to do. You know how sometimes we sit here and we're like, okay, what else can I do in this world while I'm here? right? Um, And for anyone that knew me back then would say, Martin, you're crazy. Why would you even venture into entrepreneurship when you have such a great corporate job? Mm -hmm. Uh, I done very well with myself in corporate America. I have been able to go to college, get my master's and been able to really move up the corporate ladder. Uh, My job back then 
yeah. was a product manager. I was traveling all over the world. I was in Paris at Maison d'Objet. I was in London. I was in Asia, in Hong Kong, Thailand, Vietnam, five-star hotel, whining and dining, all for my day job. Yet I said to myself, this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. One, because I knew in the back of my mind that I did not want to continue to invest energy into something where one day somebody could just say, uh, unfortunately, we don't need you anymore. Yeah. And so I did not want to get into that cycle of having to always look for another job. Um, and I truly wanted to dive inside and see what can I possibly do uh, as a human and how can I impact others? Yeah. And so I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know what it was. I did not have a coach. I didn't know anything about the internet. All I knew is that my heart said to me, you have a calling, listen to me. And I said, okay, I don't know how that's going to work, but I will listen. And so I purposely raised my hand and said, I'm going to downsize myself in corporate America, another for me to make space to invest in what it is that's happening inside of me, not knowing anything that would happen. And so it was a big decision for me because I knew that I was no longer going to pursue an you know, becoming a director at my corporate job. I knew that, you know, I was jeopardizing an opportunity for me to get really, really big in corporate America and have a great career. But it was scary at first, but then I felt good. I knew that it was be, it would be right. I didn't know what I was going to do again. And so I started Fitia with this desire. And I didn't go to the library. I went on Google. <laughs> so you know how we want to search for information. I always say this, there's no lack of information at all, right? So, um, and I, I tell my friends and family all the time, I said, when, when Oprah has a show that's called YouTube and Google made me famous, I want to be in it because I remember starting my business with Tia with zero dollars. All I knew was my desire and my love for wanting to find out more about what I can possibly do. Yeah. And so I, I, I just went online and I started researching, you know, how you go on Google, how to start a business, what mm -hmm. is, you know, how to market, what can I do while I have my nine to five. And so I was doing that. I was doing that on Google, on YouTube, on Pinterest. And I come from a background in product development and so in corporate America. And so I fell in love with Pinterest, particularly because of the curation and the designing um, and, you know, content um, consumption there. Um, I started reading blogs. Um, not that I didn't know they existed. I knew, but once you put your mind into doing something, things happen, right? You start seeing things that you never saw. So that's what happened to me. And I saw the blogs and I'm like, Oh my gosh, a blog. That's great. I can do that. And this is all while I'm working my day job. Yeah. And I decide to open a WordPress uh, website for free. Right. Yeah. And I start blogging. How am I blogging? Well, I take my phone, my smartphone, taking photos of home decor. I had just bought my house and I love going through shopping. And I started blogging about the different designs and things that I was doing in the house and little projects. And next thing you know, I did uh, an article 
in uh, with a piece that I bought at Ikea that I ended up using in my bathroom and I took a picture of it before and after. This is how I fixed my bathroom. And then I pinned it on Pinterest. Mm -hmm. And then a couple of months later, I want to say about three to four months later, I was on Squarespace at that point. I moved over from WordPress. That was really my first investment, $16 a month for my website. I went on Squarespace, left WordPress, and I noticed a lot of traffic on that blog post. And I said to myself, where is that? I'm not popular. I wasn't on Instagram back then. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't very uh, active on Facebook as much. I had a Facebook business page, but yet I was getting that traffic, Katia. And then when I looked, the traffic source was from BuzzFeed. And that's when I said, wait a second, BuzzFeed, you and I know BuzzFeed. I'm like, why would they pick up my blog? So, you know, fast forward, I realized the power of the online space mm -hmm. and I decided to dig in more. So yeah. by that point, I realized that I was running an expensive hobby only because yes, I was selling my handmade jewelry, um, but you know, I was going to uh, fashion week and becoming a fashion blogger, really blogging about fashion mm -hmm. and ended up, you know, doing great things with my blog. Mm -hmm. I worked with refinery 29 reached out to me to do some work with them. Um, you know, local business owners, designers that wanted to collaborate with me with my jewelry. And I realized, you know, now I know later on that collaboration, uh, consistency, resiliency, all of those skills need to be in place when you are an entrepreneur. So that was my experience of these things. And so I continued to dive in. It was an expensive hobby. I was not making any money. In fact, I was spending a lot of money. Um, I was I was spending time away from my children. I have two kids. Uh, my son is eight now. My daughter's 14. Uh, I still work a day job. I'm married. I have a house. I have responsibility. And so I realized that I was taking away time from them and not generating income, going to New York Fashion Week after work, before work, and I was always out, um, you know, running this fashion blog mm -hmm. until I realized that, well, I need to find a way to market my jewelry better. Mm -hmm. uh, my husband said to me, do you know Instagram? I said, no, what is that? And so... I got on Instagram, fell in love with the visual aspect of it, again, because I come from the world of Pinterest and curation, mm -hmm. and I started diving into the app. I dived into the app on the content side of it. I didn't look at it as more um, a lead magnet kind of platform at that point. Never ran, ran ads. I just wanted to showcase my work and be able to gain visibility, and visibility is what I got. And in 2018, between using Instagram and Facebook organically, I get an email from Facebook. Facebook emails me and I said, this is a spam. There's no way Facebook is emailing me. I have 200 followers on Instagram. Why? And I looked at the email and it wasn't a spam. It was Facebook reaching out to me with an exclusive link to invite me to apply to become one of their speakers at their Facebook Boost Your Business event in my local town. And I could have very well, Fitia, said to myself, I'm not ready to go on stage. What am I going to talk about? Mm -hmm. And I did not. I trusted the process. And I'm sharing this for anyone listening that, you know, we're never going to be ready. Uh, you're going to be ready when you're not ready. Yeah. And so I wasn't ready. And so I applied. And that application took me an hour to fill out. It was a lot of questions. And when I hit submit, I said, Martine, let it go. 
don't think too much of it. It is what it is. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Yeah. And a couple of weeks later, I got an email back from Facebook saying, we saw your application. We would like to take the next step with you. We'd like to get on the phone with you to really vet to see and get to know you yeah. and make our decision if you're going to be one of the speakers at mm -hmm. our event. And right there, I'm like, what? Great. Again, I wasn't ready. And guess what? This is a very important point that I'm going to share for anyone listening now. When I say when you're not ready, it's okay. And so I get the email, I schedule my call with Facebook, and I dive into Google trying to pull all the facts and things about Facebook so I could sound smart. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Get on the phone with them. I start looking at my notes, the conversation. One minute into the conversation, I put my notes away. And I just started having a conversation with um, the, the, the two people that were on the phone with me about Facebook. And I was genuine um, and authentic. And I'm saying those words because this is what entrepreneurship, in my opinion, and I believe is all about. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're listening and you're struggling as far as I am not winning with this, I am not moving forward with this. I show up on social media all the time. I want to tell you, think about how you're showing up. Right. And so I was on that call authentically sharing with Facebook my point of view of the app and what I was experiencing and what I tried. And um, I was genuine, never looked at my notes. And I said, you know what, I need to speak to what I know and who I am and, and what's happening. And sure enough, uh, Fatia, a couple of days after that, I get an email from Facebook saying, congratulations, you've been selected to be one of the four speakers at the event. It's on my YouTube channel. I watch it often because, you know, it's a great reminder of, you know, how, you know, I have goosebumps just telling you how, you know, we always, we're, we're always the ones that are blocking ourselves um, in anything that we do and that we just have to learn to let go. And I know it's a process because I've been there. Um, and, you know, we always want everything perfect. Um, and what I have to say is from my experience, I got on that stage. Um, I remember saying to the Facebook people that was there, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. They're like, talk about what you know about Facebook. These yeah. people have no idea what Facebook is. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I got on stage in front of almost 200 people, you know, sharing my experience with Facebook. And if you look at the video on YouTube, people are, 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 are uh, applauding and, 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 you know, at the end of the talk, I had a line of people wanting to talk to me. And that's because I was just myself. And I said, this is, this is the pain that I've gotten with Facebook. This is what I love and so on and so forth. And so that's when I fell in love with social media. And that's when I fell in love with digital marketing. And I realized that, yeah, the likes and followers are great, but they are not going to be cashed at the bank. That's so true. And that's when I said, hmm, there's something about social media that we're missing out. Now, Fitzy, I didn't go to college for marketing. I went to college for hospitality management and culinary arts. I don't cook. I love to eat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people ask me, did you ever go on for marketing? I'm like, no. You know, I, I, I didn't. I, I've never went for marketing. And so, but I fell in love with content marketing. Yeah. And so... After this talk, um, you know, I, I took a break as far as, you know, I was still showing up on social 
social media and Instagram and Facebook particularly, um, I took a break to really dive in and see what do I wanted to do. And I shared that because sometimes we are on the fast forward mode and we forget to take inventory and really identify where are we, you know, investing our energy. Yeah. And, um, and, and sometimes we feel bad that if we take a break, right? I know I felt that way. I'm like, oh my God, I'm not going to post on Instagram for a week. My business is over. And I was like that. I felt that way. And I said, but I have to stop. I need to see what I'm doing here. Mm-hmm. And I did. And because I did, I said, okay, what am I going to do next? What, do, what excites me? And so this is the question that I want to ask you if you're listening to this and you're struggling as far as, you know, this business thing is not working for me. My question to you is ask yourself, what excites you? What do you envision yourself doing in the next year, in the next week, in the next month? That's going to bring you so much joy that even if you have to go to your day job, like I am doing right now, I'm still at my day job, waking up early to do something for your business. It's not going to feel forced. You're going to enjoy it. What is that thing? And so I kept asking me that question. And I realized that that thing was social media, doing it, creating it, consuming it, helping others with it. And I became a social media manager. Mm-hmm. I became a social media manager. I was a VA. I was creating content for almost 18 clients while working my day job and attending for my business. And so I became a social media manager. I was creating content for uh, business owners that had product e-commerce. I was creating content for um, personal brands, speakers, authors, uh, for their Instagram and Facebook. And then I was doing well, but I was burned out. Mm -hmm. And I realized that, okay, it's great to create the content my media boutique was born as a result of becoming a social media manager. So I still do it for others. And I then decided that Instagram, being on uh, YouTube and Google, gathering information is not going to give me the transformation that I'm looking for anymore. It's giving me the information, but now it's time for me to invest in my transformation. And that is when I invested in coaches. Yeah. And I invested in several coaches, wonderful coaches. I invested in mentors, wonderful mentors. And so I invested in myself again, because I believe that the transformation that I wanted was not going to come from watching a YouTube uh, video. Definitely. And that's very important to remember. It's very important to share with people because... I remember my first year in business, five, almost six years ago now, was the worst year of my life. It was, yeah, it was a, it was a year where I learned a lot of things, things, but it was a year of struggle. And the reason why people struggle and I struggled in my first year was because I didn't ask for help. I wasn't getting the help, the guide that I needed the coach that I needed. I wasn't following any coach or even when I was following mentors, I was following too many of them. So I wasn't getting one guy to get me to where I wanted to go. And that's why I wanted to like stop on this point because it's so important to get one coach and follow the roadmap that that coach is giving you. Get that coach. 
absolutely agree. Absolutely agree with you, Fatia, because I remember clearly wanting to understand what difference, what, what was I going to gain from investing in a coach from someone that, you know, never had a coach before and did very well implementing things and getting results on my own with Google and YouTube. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to invest in coaching because they're going to give me everything. Mm-hmm. And I was wrong. They don't give you everything. What's great about my journey with my coaches is that I ended up tapping into things that I did not realize that I was battling with, um, including my money mindset, Mm -hmm. um, including my belief as far as what I was capable of doing. Uh, I realized that I needed a lot of work when it comes to my self-worth and recognizing, you know, what it is that I could do. Mm -hmm. Um, and so working with mentors and and working with coaches unleashed all of this, these things. And Mm -hmm. I had crying sessions because it was a lot of breakthrough moments. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, in order for us to do anything, right. Um, Fitia, I know you're going to agree with this is that you're going to have to get uncomfortable, but when you don't, when you do it with somebody else, to your point, that's been there, done that, that's got the blueprint, that's here to hold you down and say, I know it's going to hurt, but it's going to get better. I want you to meet me halfway. Let's do this together. You will succeed. And as long as you keep up with the momentum and you stay with the outcome of what it is that you want to accomplish, and you know that there's no overnight success and that it's all about you because your coach is not going to give you the answer. It's you. You have to show up for the calls. You have to be there and you have to want to implement everything that is uncomfortable to you because if it was comfortable to you, everybody would do it. Everybody would do it. And so I had to invest in coaching. And so I decided to become a coach for other coaches because of for social media, because I realized when I was working with my clients, my done for you clients, mm-hmm. they had no clue as to what type of content they needed to give me another for me to edit it and put it. Mm-hmm. When I asked them about what is your brand essence? What do you stand for? What do you want your voice be on social media? They didn't know. All they wanted was, I don't want to post on Instagram. Do it for me. That's all they cared about. And I understand that it can get overwhelming and hiring someone to do it. It feels right. But what if you're wasting your money? You're hiring someone to create content that's just not understanding your brand. And that is not skilled to wanting to understand your brand to create great content. So that's when I said, well, I'm coaching these people, you know, as to what they need to give me. And so Mm -hmm. if they feel that way, there's a lot more people feeling that way and holding back and showing up just because they're not sure how to present themselves. And I said, I'm going to coach people and help them out. I'm going to help them out. And so that's how my journey started and how I be, um, I'm here now. Um, I love Instagram and Facebook particularly. Uh, I am a social media coach for organic lead generation. I am not opposed to ads. I've run a couple of them on my own and failed tremendously. I have no idea how to run ads. Um, I love ads. I think they're great. I know that I will run them eventually for my business. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, my focus with my clients is, especially when they first start, they don't really have any traction. I help them 
build that foundation organically so that they feel comfortable with an audience and be able to really feel comfortable sharing their messaging on social media before yeah. they dive into spending money and buying the leads um, to ensure that they will convert. And so I love Instagram and Facebook. I have my own Facebook group. This is my second Facebook group. The first one that I created was because I got into the shiny object syndrome. Everybody has a Facebook group. I'm online. I should have one too. And so I was like, I'm opening a Facebook group. Oh my God. I blamed it on the people that was in the group that my group was, was horrible. Um, which was not right. It's not, it wasn't fair. And then, so I closed that group okay. and, um, it's not until a couple of months ago, I said, I need my own community. I want my own community. Yeah. And for anyone listening, it's important, right? Fatia, that we as business owners, especially coaches or consultants, especially coaches, actually, we look into having our own community, our own, I like little, right? I like that you said that you, you went into that shiny object because like with me, I, I, didn't have, I, I never had a Facebook group. I was like, I'm not dealing with Facebook. And that was a good choice that I made because I focused on one platform and that platform was Instagram. And a lot of time I tell people, you know, you don't have to be on all platforms when you're starting up. Focus on one platform and be like the, the best on, on that platform, master it before you move. So as you know, I'm moving now to Instagram. So I'm, sorry, Facebook. I'm building my community on Facebook. But this is after three years of Instagram. So I could have done it last year. I could have done it years before, but I didn't do it because I wanted to like literally master it and feel like, okay, even if I leave, I, even if I do both, it's not overwhelming. And that's very important, especially nowadays, that we have all these coaches saying, obviously content marketing works and you have to be on Pinterest and you have to be on LinkedIn and you have to be on Facebook and you have to be on Instagram, have a Facebook page, have a Facebook, uh, Instagram group, everything. But it doesn't work when you're doing it as a small business that's starting up. So we need to be careful. And I like that you said that. So yeah, and now we have a beautiful group because I saw yeah. that you've got a lot going on in that group. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. And I love that you said that we don't have to be everywhere. I agree with you. And I remember gaining results and conversion and clients organically from social media with that decision alone of saying to myself, do I need to be on LinkedIn right now? Do I need to be on YouTube right now? Because the thing about social media, they are tools. They are tools to the customer, the client journey that we are building online with the no like trust factor that we want happening for our audience to happen. Right. And so I love that because, you know, I always say this, you need to look at each social platform and understand their features and yeah. understand how do you feel about them? Because if you not a video person then don't go on YouTube and if anything YouTube is a great platform I'm not downplaying LinkedIn I'm not downplaying any of them but the question is especially when you start like you said Fitia you know you want to laser focus somewhere knowing that you're gonna expand I love using this an analogy you know when you want a roof over your head you know you need you would love to have a house, but right now you can't afford it. So you're going to rent an apartment knowing that you're going to save money to buy a house. And so I believe that as entrepreneurs, we have to scale with precision. Yeah. 
We cannot do it all at once. Mm -hmm. It's a journey and small wins. And I hate to say small because every win is a big win. And so mastering one or two platforms even is, you know, critical in your growth and your visibility and impact. And you have to ask yourself the question, where is my client? So for you, Fatia, mentioning that you mastered Instagram, you knew that your ideal client was on Instagram because the the reality is, I I don't know about you, you're not on Instagram because you don't, you want to look cute all the time. You're on Instagram because you want to attract your clients. You want to make money. Definitely. And uh, you said, like, obviously we're talking about this thing that we need to laser focus. And I like to share this story because I always share it in my membership and with my clients because the richest people and the most successful people in this world are doing one thing at a time. And I like to share this story. And this story is a real story. I'm not making it up. And it's about Bill Gates and Warren Buffett. So basically, Bill Gates' moms calls Warren Buffett and ask him for dinner. So he obviously doesn't want to come to dinner, obviously, with their different industries. And he's thinking, oh, well, what am I doing with Bill Gates in tech and stuff like that? And this is a real story. I'm literally not making it up. And once he goes to dinner, obviously, out of respect, the brother-in-law asks them, what's the one thing that made you guys successful? And both of them, in completely different industries, they say, focusing on one thing at a time. So I always tell people this, if the most successful people are focusing on one thing at a time, why do you believe that you have to focus on 10 things to be successful? You yeah. need to like narrow it down and focus on one thing at a time. At the time. Master one thing and then move to the next. Master one thing and then say, what's the next step? Yes, yes. And, you know, I love that you're saying this too because I'm a social media coach. I know what social media does to us. And it's, it, and we talked about the shiny objects. I got, I, I fell in it, right? And so we are tempted to want to do everything because yeah. of the consumption of content that we see on social media and thinking to ourselves, Mm, this is how I should do it too. Maybe I should be on YouTube too. I should be on LinkedIn. Everybody's talking about LinkedIn. And we spin ourselves and forgetting our why as to what is the purpose of what we're doing. Who is it that we want to impact? Who is it that we want to transform? And we're looking at the surface of things. And yeah. the next thing we know, we open an account on YouTube. We open an account on Instagram. And we're overwhelmed creating content because each platform is different. It's a different consumption. And so what I would say to anyone listening as far as, okay, so what do I do with social media? Well, one, you do what Fatia and I are talking about. And Fatia, I love that example, that story. It's so true that focus on one, pick the one platform that you believe is where one, your ideal client is hanging out. And then also ask yourself, is this the platform that I enjoy creating content for? Because if you don't enjoy the process of building your business, then what's the point? What's the point? Why are you going to stress yourself to record videos when you don't like being on video for a YouTube channel that's going to take years to grow momentum? Because let's be honest, every platform, you have to give it its time to grow with your consistency. Unless you're going to go out there and invest money in ads. And even then, there's no magic bill. At the end of the day, 
it's up to your consistency, your messaging, your clarity that you are going to show up with this content to, con to communicate and convert people. And yeah. so ask yourself, which platform do you feel gravitated to be on? I know a lot of people that are not on Instagram, but they're on Facebook. I know a lot of people that are on Instagram, but they're not on Facebook. Like you were sharing with me, Fitzia, that, you know, you're looking at Facebook. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people that's been on LinkedIn and they're telling me you're losing money if you're not on LinkedIn. And I'm like, I'm not ready for the platform yet. Yeah. I'm building a community. I have almost, I, I just hit 800 members in my Facebook group. The engagement is over 80%. We're having such a blast in this group. I'm helping so many women and they're helping each other. That's exactly what I wanted to happen for my group. Yeah. And I said, eventually, as I said, you scale with precision. And so, and the other thing that I want to say is, you know, with social media, it's very important that we remember that, you know, we kind of talked about it um, earlier, Fatia, but, you know, the likes and the followers it looks great on the surface. Um, and I know that the, 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 the idea of social media initially and still now, some people think that, you know, you gotta have a lot of followers, you gotta have a lot of likes in order for you to portray credibility um, to your audience, wanting to say, oh, she's popular, she's great, she, I'm gonna follow her as a result. And that's changed, that's changed a lot. And I'll be honest with you, many of my coaches that I invested in, they have Instagram. They probably have as many followers as I have, and they are generating six to seven figures a year, um, if not a month. And so at the end of the day, um, you know, you have to understand that on social media, it's not about the likes and the followers at all. It's about your, um, you know, ability to truly impact your audience, to truly know how to represent your brand so that they know who you are, they know what you stand for, they know the transformation you can give them. And it's really about 95% support and engagement and content that's going to help them and 5% of you selling that's going to work. So content that doesn't work on social media is self-promoting content okay um i know you're cute i know you're beautiful i know you've done so much but your client is thinking so what um great for you but how are you going to help me yeah. when they look at your content okay and so i could could have very well put on my Instagram this entire Facebook, you know, talk that I had in 2018. I did when I when I had it, but it's great. It give it brings me credibility. I mention it, but that's not it, right? My client is looking at me and saying, "You're a social media coach. I'm struggling with social media. What can I do to What can you do to help me?" Mm -hmm. And so I, you as the business owner, running this content on those platform. You know, if you're struggling creating content for your social media and thinking, what do I post in my stories? What do I post on Instagram? What do I do on Facebook? Always remember, you are here to transform people, whether it's your product, you may be selling a product. I used to sell my jewelry, um, you know, find a reason why you have what you have yeah. and identify the struggle of your ideal client and say, I've been there. I've done that. I've been there. I know how it feels. That's why I created this and I used it myself and I got X, Y, Z results mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, if you have a toothache, okay, yeah. you are not going to go to a heart surgeon. You're going to go find a dentist to help you with that toothache. 
And so your messaging needs to be clear. People need to land on your Instagram and identify, okay, that's what you do. Great. Because that's my problem too. So let me see what you have going on. And it doesn't mean necessarily how to content all the time, how to, how to do this, how to do that, because the how to content, you're just giving your real client more things to do. And now, you know, what? I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Find a way to create content where even if it's a one minute video and say, this is what you're going to do to achieve this right now, one thing, and let them get that win with you often, consistently, whether it's an inspiration that you're giving them, whether it's a motivation or an entertainment kind of content, but always give them that feeling of something where yeah. they could be like, oh, I remember when Fatia did that. Oh, I remember when Martine did that. And it's not like, okay, I, she said, I have, these are five things to do in order for you to succeed on Instagram. I'll come back to that. I have way too many things to do. <laughs> and not that I'm saying those content are not good, but you got to find a balance in creating your content. So it's not boring and it's not always the same thing. Okay. Um, and if it, and one way to help you is think about the way you consume on social media. Pay attention now as to what gravitates you when you look at content, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm not asking you to copy anybody. I'm, I'm asking you to put the lens of your consumer, right, Fritia? Mm -hmm. Put the lens of your cons consumer when and ask yourself before you publish your content and ask yourself, what is my ideal client going to gain from seeing this content? What what action are they going to gain and so you know to make the switch in social media with your content if you're not getting engaged when you're not getting traction i would change your mindset and say i'm going to create action content content that's going to give me action and the action is not the like and the comment those are going to come but how can i engage and help start a conversation with my content Definitely. and challenge yourself to reverse engineer and create accordingly so that when you post that content, it creates that wanting um, to engage reaction mm -hmm. and people are going to want to comment. So I'll give you an example of that. Um, so Facebook just launched recently the Facebook rooms where Mark Zuckerberg went on a couple of weeks ago announcing that Facebook is launching Facebook rooms. Um, a lot of the articles out there were saying this is the new Zoom. Um, it's going to kill Zoom because, um, you know, you don't even have to have a Facebook account in order for you to join a room. Okay. And um, they're going to take over Zoom. And I was, everybody's excited about it. Um, now, it just launched again. By the time this runs, this podcast interview, who knows what they're going to change. But initially, I went on. Um, when it launched and I tried it out yeah. and I noticed that you can't record your sessions. It's a, it's a, it's a big, um, FaceTime, you know, feature. Yeah. Um, you can share your screen, but you can't record the session. The people that are attending cannot share their screens with you. And so it is not, you know, how, how you like to work with your, 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 your clients on zoom. You want to, you know, exchange information let me see your screen let me and so, you can't do that and so i experienced it i'm a social media manager i'm a social media coach um you know i'm a social media strategist of course i'm going to talk about it and so what did i do 
well, I wanted to create action taking content. Mm -hmm. So in my group, I broke down for my group members, how I see they can use it for their coaching business. On my Instagram, I shared that this is new. Is it really the new Zoom? Mm -hmm. And I shared that I don't think it is. And I'm starting to have a conversation with people in the comments. Yeah. Who are coming on and saying, I, I tried it out too. I noticed there's no recording. And we're having a conversation. And that's the engagement part. That's the engagement part. So I knew that by posting that and sharing my thought, or it's like the other day I went live on my Facebook page and I said, I don't agree. You don't need a website to start your business. You can get clients without a website. What you need is this. And I broke it down. Right. And conversation started happening. And so when you start thinking about when you're sitting in front of Canva, your Canva account to create content, when you're ready to record a video, ask yourself the question, am I about to create a content that's going to create an action, um, you know, impulse for my audience? How are they going to feel? Are they going to feel entertained? Where are they going to be like, oh my God, this was so funny. Are they going to be like, oh my God, this is a haha moment. I never knew I could put covers on my IGTVs. Yeah. And people don't, so they don't know, right? And so they don't know what is, what is second nature to you is magic to others. Yeah, that's magic. And I see this all the time because I work majority of, with majority of people that are starting up. And you can see that so many things are so natural to you. People are like, oh my God, how do I do that? What, what, what are you talking about? Slow down. And you're like, these things are basic. But no, they're not basic to everybody. It's just because you have more years of experience. So you always need to understand that people need every step. They don't need you to like, they don't need you to show them how it is in 10 years. Like, because obviously this is not your day one. This is your day, I don't know, 3,000, day 5,000, but it's someone else's day one. So you need to always remember, it's someone else's day one. How can I help that person in their day one? What do you need to do and take action in order to achieve what are they looking to achieve? Love it. Yes, absolutely. Oh, this is so good. (laughs) So, yeah. So basically, tell us a little bit about how to build a Facebook group. How did you got your? How did you get your Facebook group to eight hundred members? Oh, I love that question. So, eight hundred members in less than about six to nine months is where um, my journey has been. Um, it could have been higher. It's because I reject a lot of requests that I believe are not very uh, rounded with the community that I'm building. Um, And how do you build a great Facebook group? Well, first of all, before you even stay to Facebook, create a group, ask yourself, what is your intention with this group? What do you want to accomplish with this group? Yeah. Um, And make sure that it is something that is bigger than wanting to get clients to make money. Money's energy, and I know we all want it. I love money. I'm sure you do too, Fitia. Uh, we all love money. We are in business for profit. And so money is going to come, but that cannot be the reason why you're opening a Facebook group. Definitely. 
you also want to understand that the point of view opening this community is going to give you the opportunity to be front and center in in a group of people that are about the same common goal and that you are there to support them and so identify what your group is going to be about. I'm talking about the vibe of your group. I'm talking about what do you want to happen? Because if anything, the group that you create is the place where you should be so comfortable um, as the owner to show up, support, offer your services. Because I always say selling is servicing. And so if you're at a point right now where you're like, I can't sell, you have a problem closing yourselves, think about this. A little bit because you have to want to understand that being in a group and being a host of your group um, is going to require you to really show up as a service provider that you are so what do you need to do you need to do that you need to identify what you want your group to be and as a result of that um, you are going to be clear on your messaging mm -hmm. okay because if you're not clear as to what transformation you offer to people, it's going to be very difficult for you to promote this group Definitely. and tell people in your conversations on social media as you engage and invite people in what the group expectation and results is going to be for them. Remember, we talked about, you know, social media is not about you. It's not self-promoting. Look at that. I have a Facebook group. Come. Who cares? What is it going to do for me is what your audience is thinking, right? There are millions of Facebook groups. Why should I go to yours? Um, and so be clear on your messaging, be clear as to what you want your Facebook group to be, have a vision for it. Mm -hmm. And as far as the members, I always say this, you know, I'm not about quantity, I'm more about quality. Mm -hmm. And I rather have a great quality because there's a lot of groups with 20,000 members and the engagement is like 40%. There's nothing happening because there's it's spammy it's always promotions there's not really a lot so you don't want that you want to aim for quality yeah. although i'm very excited and very proud of having 800 members right now what makes me more excited is that i have almost 780 of them that are active mm -hmm. and consuming and taking and, and commenting and supporting each other and getting the information yeah and so i would say definitely focus on making sure that you have great quality and for that, to help you, what Facebook does when you open up your group, you have the ability to create pre-joined questions. And so create your pre-joined questions. You can do three of them. One of them should be asking for their email address because you and I both know when Instagram and Facebook had their blackouts, everybody freaked out and thinking to themselves, I'm never gonna have an online business because Instagram is no longer. And so Instagram and Facebook are tools. As you and I are having this conversation, Instagram could shut down right now. And so it is critical that you understand that the point of view building this community is to really get close to your audience and build that relationship. Yeah. Um, and by that, you are going to want to ask them for their email so they could stay in touch with you. And you're going to build your email list that way so you can nurture the relationship and continue to support them. So you want to have your pre-joined questions done. Yeah. You want a great Facebook group name, a name that you know people are searching for, something that you know that people are looking for. Um, you know, if you're familiar with Pinterest, I'm, I know you're familiar with Google. When you're searching something on Google, it's not complicated. How to start a video, how to record a video, how to, it's very simple. And so I see a lot of Facebook groups where I'm like, what does that mean? Unapologetically. Like, I'm not going to look for unapologetically group. 
I'm going to look for, I'm a female entrepreneur needing help with social media. What group can I find? And so I'm going to search, I'm going to search that social media help for female coaches. That could be the name of the group because that's what she's going to search for. So pay attention to the name of the group. And in my coaching program with my clients, I have a formula and I have a resource where it tests and gives you a score as to what the name is. So you can validate and make sure that it's emotionally rich, keyword rich, that people are really going to be looking for. So it's not just, I'm going to create Martine Cadet's Facebook group, and that's what I'm going to call it. People don't look for Martine Cadet Facebook group. They're looking for social media help. Mm -hmm. And so that's why my group is called Female Coaches Getting Clients Using Social Media Organically. That's a proper searchable name. (laughs) That's right. right? Get clients, female coach, right? And so you got to take the time and think about that. Mm -hmm. Because what's going to end up happening when you first open your group, you want people to come in your group. You got to talk about your group. Yeah. You have to go out there and talk about your group. Nobody's going to find you if you don't talk. If I didn't show up online consistently, I don't know that you and I would be connected right now. Right. Fatia, it's the same for you. If you didn't show up on Instagram and Facebook, we probably would never connect. And so, It is important that now, once you have that Facebook group, it is top of mind for you. As you start having engagement on Instagram, you have people coming inside your DM, you're having conversation. I have a Facebook group. Are you on Facebook? Yes. Come. Here's the link. Do you have a Facebook group? Yes. What is it? Let me be a member. When you have interviews like this wonderful conversation we're having right now, Fatia, what do you have to offer? have a Facebook group. You do? Yes. And this is the information. Excellent. And when you go live with other people or by yourself, I have a Facebook group. You do? Yes. What is it? You need to make it your thing. Like nobody's going to know about it if you don't say anything. And you're going to invite people, invite people, invite people. I'm not asking you to invite all your friends on your friends list on Facebook. That is not one way to get people in your group because all you're doing is hurting yourself because these people are probably not wanting the support that you're giving, unfortunately, even though they are your friends. Friends are great. Family is great. But you're going to have to get out of your comfort zone and really, truly find the people that need what you have. And then at some point, what's going to happen, Fitia, because you're building inside the group and you're having organic engagement, Facebook is going to start the algorithm is going to start pushing your group out. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, I haven't actively invited anyone in my group for a couple of weeks now. Yet I welcomed 36 members two days ago. I'm about to welcome another 25 um, that came in within the last two days organically. Mm -hmm. I did not invite them. They're finding the group because the algorithm is taking notice and say, oh, there must be something going on inside this group. There's a lot of engagement. And so I'm sure there's more people that are going to want to come and it's pushing it. And the reason why I decline some of the requests that come in is because one, either they did not fill out the entire questions that I asked. And to me, that means that, you know, even though I sent them a message, I'm like, you didn't answer the questions. You're not going to come in. So I don't accept them or, I go on their profile if they don't answer their question or even when they answer, I go on their profile to see who they are, which is why I say, that's why I coach my clients. My, my, my program is called content to conversion. Um, 
everything's got to be ready. You have, before you do your group and all of that, you have to set the stage. Like it's the same thing. If you have your house and you want to sell it before you put it on the market, you may want to put a new, you know, coat of paint in the kitchen, in the, the bathroom, maybe change a knob or two before you put it out on the market. And so set the stage. And I work with my clients to make sure that their Facebook profile is set up for success because what's going to happen is as they start engaging, even outside of Facebook, people are going to want to check out their profile. Yeah, that makes sense. And so engaging in your group, how do you get people in? You talk about it Um, in your email marketing uh, plan. You make sure that you invite people in to come in your Facebook group, in your conversation, engaging on social media, you make sure you mention that you have a Facebook group, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that's how you grow organically. And then eventually you can decide to run ads and, and lead to um, the Facebook group. And another way, another great way for you to, to uh, build momentum and get, get members in is, you know, running a, a, a free training. You see those all the time five-day challenge, you know, three-day training. It's happening in my Facebook group. You know, join the group, join the group. And so that's also going to give you traction um, to get people to come in because they want to come for the training. And then it's going to be your responsibility to maintain them in there and grow the group with them. Okay, that's amazing. That's a lot of value, a lot of valuable information. Thank you so much for being here on this podcast, Martine. Tell us a little bit more about how can our listeners connect to you? Oh, thank you. I would love to connect with them all. I am online. The easiest way, honestly, is to go on my website and it is my name, martinecadet.com. In there, you will find all the links to join my Facebook group. You'll even find a link to schedule a discovery call with me and a lot more. You'll be able to connect with me on Instagram. You'll be able to find my YouTube so you can watch my talk uh, that I did uh, when I talked for Facebook. Um, So my website is truly the place that you will find it all, martinecadet.com. And I cannot wait to meet you. That's great. We're going to put all the details in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here today, Martine. That was so much value. Thank you so much for being here again. Thank you so much, Fatia. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at SheWinsMastermind. And also share and review this podcast. We love you and we appreciate you. Last thing but not least, if you want to join the SheWins Club, tribe or membership make sure you head over to shewinsmastermind.com and join the tribe make sure you register and join us thank you so much for listening and see you in the next episode